first of all, hallelujah! It is, it's fourth and 26. McNabb is back. He's looking. He is firing. And it is caught by Freddie Mitchell. And Bazarchik fumbles the football. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Sundays for the Birds. The only show that makes every day feel like game day Sunday. You already know who we are, what we're doing here, and what the fuck it is. We are Sundays for the Birds. I am the mayor of John Street, and this man right here is Kyle Not-So-Sharp. Kyle, what's going on, brother? Dude. I, I continuously love how you hype me up. Let me let me tell you. Everybody needs good hype, man. Dude, my man. How you feeling? About going on a little vacation, right? Getting ready to go on vacation. Getting ready to go up deer hunting. But before we get into that, I'm diving right into the football, baby. Oh, Your team, your town, your Philadelphia Eagles are officially 9-1, and one, and it has never felt so good. The Eagles with a spectacular come from behind victory. One of the better regular season games in Eagles history. Ooh. They win the Super Bowl 57 rematch against Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, and the boys in Kansas City on the road. Andy Reid, I think, lifetime has only lost two games coming off a bye. 21 and 2, I believe, is what I heard. Patrick Mahomes has never lost a game coming off the bye. Until they ran into the boys in midnight green. Be honest with me. Did you think they were going to come back? Because I was watching my buddies and there was a time where he was like, fuck this shit. I got work in where I'm just going to go to bed. And then there was. I, can't, I contemplated it that. You contemplated. So you made it for the game. I did make it. Okay. I made All it right. through. But. Uh, it was it was tough, but you know what? It was a good game. It was a good back and forth. They held they held on at the end. Obviously, they had a couple of breaks go their way, but that those are the things that you need to have happen when the two best teams in the league are going at it. Yeah. So, well, two best teams. I, I, I'd like to get into that a little bit later, but two best teams by record. Yeah. All right. I'm with you. I'm with you. I was gonna actually just say, like, to myself included, it's time that we give the Eagles the respect they deserve. Because, you know, we, we've been saying now, I feel like for, you know, a year and a half, almost two years, they're one of the best teams in football. They're one of the best teams in football. They're one of the best teams in football. 
they're the best team in fucking football at this point, right? Like I said that two weeks ago. You, you might have, and maybe I'm just talking to myself here, or I'm talking to the rest of football fans out there. I don't know, but it's time to give the Eagles the respect they deserve. Like you don't win this much without being that good, right? And like every team's got question marks, right? Like, dude, I couldn't believe how few of points the Chiefs have scored in the second half of games this year. Um, Bengals are done, right? Bills are five and five, like way below expectations. Niners just had a three or coming off a three game losing streak not too long About ago. About to be five and six, by the way, the Bills. Okay, okay. I like it. I like the energy. So, like, at, at what point do we just say, dude, we're fucking nine and one? I think Hertz has lost, what, two games in his last 24 starts? Like, dude, it's unheard of. Like, you know, this is the best team of football, right? And I, I think, I, I know Birds fans don't need to admit it, but the rest of football needs to admit it. That's right. And, and you know what? I'll tell you who else deserves their flowers, right? We're, we're giving away all the flowers on tonight's episode. Okay. We call Howie the fucking Roseman. Howie right. Roseman needs to get some flowers because you know what? Me and you from the start of the season, we mentioned the middle of the field as a huge problem in this defense. Mm-hmm. And the secondary is a huge problem in this defense. You go out, you make the trade for Kevin Byard, who gets his first interception as an Eagle. Bradley Roby comes back off an injury, has a huge impact in that game. Had a huge impact in every game he's played so far. Barring that injury, I think we'd be talking a lot differently about Bradley Roby. I'd agree. But I made a big play last night. Bringing Nicholas Morrow back. Bringing him back in to fill the void at linebacker when Nicobe Dean went down at first. And now Nicholas Morrow is playing like one of your best linebackers. He's definitely he's definitely your top, one of your top two linebackers. Yeah, he's having a fantastic season. I think that's uh, as much of a knock as it is on uh, Nicobe Dean, but that's another conversation. But look, if, if we're giving Howie his, his roses or flowers, whatever the fuck you want to call it, yeah, he's a great GM, right? Like, I, I think everybody, like, points to, oh, my God, Rager over Justin Jefferson, Rager over Justin Jefferson. And, like, every GM has those. And well, you know I, what? I used to point to him, too. Yeah. I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I didn't. Yeah, I, I, I think... I think that's fair, right? Like, that's such a big miss, so it gets talked about. But if you look across any well, GM, like, you you're evaluating you're evaluating so many players, right? So, like, you're going to have misses. It's natural, right? Like, I, I think I'm an above-average football knowledge guy for, like, an average fan. And some of the guys that I've said I thought were going to be good and bad, and I look back, and I'm like, wow, was I fucking wrong. I, I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why everybody goes back to Rager and Jefferson. Everybody goes back to that pick. Because it was a continued error of failure by that front office. At the wide receiver position. Yeah, and to be honest with you, other than Devontae Smith, we have not drafted well at the wide receiver position. Mm. We haven't, straight up. Um, And that was just kind of all of that coming to a head. And then you top it off with the Vikings front office laughing at you on camera on the broadcast of the draft. Yeah, that's gonna that's gonna stick in the crawl of a ton of Eagles fans. So I get it, and, that, and that's a large reason why I talked about it as much as I have. But the one thing we continue to talk about with Howie Roseman is the fact that he keeps coming back. The chip, the Chip Kelly fiasco. He gets put into the corner of the building where Jason Kelsey didn't see him. You heard the speech. I don't have to give you the rundown on it. You know what the fuck I'm talking about. You know what the fuck I'm talking about. He comes back. He builds a Super Bowl winner. 
makes a couple of mistakes, pays some guys like Alshon Jeffrey that maybe shouldn't have been paid after that Super Bowl, makes some questionable draft picks with guys like Jalen Rager and Sidney Jones and and J.J. Arcega-Whiteside and, and Eric Rowe. Like, the list goes on. Eric Rowe, that's another I name. I think that was before Super Bowl 50, 52. Yeah, I think so. I think that was before. But either way, comes out, makes some questionable contracts, some questionable draft picks, and comes back just a few short years later with the very next coaching hire, and you're in the Super Bowl in year two. Yeah, yeah. No, I, in year three, you're the betting favorite to win the Super Bowl. Are they at this point? I think they are. I mean, they, they, they should, should be. be. They should be. Yeah, I, I don't know if they are. And yeah, no, Howie's great. Again, being a talent evaluator is so hard, right? Like, there's so many players out there. There's going to be misses. It is what it is. No, he, he's great. I want to talk about Devontae real quick because you talked about him being really the only successful wide receiver they've drafted. And while that's true, I want to ask you how much of Devontae's success is due to his situation. Stop. I, I I don't want you to think I'm disrespecting Devonta here. I I love Devonte Smith, but he had 777 yards or 750 yards his rookie year, right? So you're wondering if this is a Juju situation? No, 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 no. Because Juju was very clearly playing opposite the best wide receiver in football. He very clearly like no, that's completely different. I'm just saying, how much is Devonte benefiting from a top five quarterback, the best O line? playing opposite a top five wide receiver. Like how much is he benefiting from that? Cause his rookie year when some of that stuff wasn't there with the quarterback and the wide receiver, his production wasn't as high. So again, I don't want to take this as Devonte slander. I think he's a great player. I would definitely not compare him to fucking Juju Smith Schuster. Cause that TikTok boy is fucking awful. So here, here's what I'll say about all wide receivers. Mm -hmm. The wide receiver position in football is the most dependent on the people around you. There is no position on the football field more dependent Ooh. on the people around you than the wide receiver position. You have to have a quarterback that can deliver you the ball. You have to have an offensive line that can provide the quarterback time to deliver you the ball. Okay. No, I, I like that. No position is more dependent on other people than wide receiver. I like that. On the football field, absolutely. But I would also add this caveat. Corner is the hardest position to play. Oh, without a doubt. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. So I, I think I'm on board with that. I like where you're going with that. Yeah. Just like I said, as a wide receiver and like I, not to bring up Tyrell Owens, but he, he makes the case all the time. Like, yeah, if I played with the same quarterbacks that Jerry Rice did, mm. I'd be a top on all the stats, all the wide receiver stats. And I can't, I can't really argue with it. He's got the longevity. He played forever. Yeah. Still thinks he can play today. I don't know how true that is, but the man's an absolute fucking machine. If you've if you've ever seen his body, it's kind of crazy, dude. And I'm I, not here to talk about another man's body, but he, Terrell Owens is a fucking machine. But my my point is, as a wide receiver, you are so dependent on that quarterback. You're so dependent on that offensive line putting the quarterback in a quality position to deliver you to football. Yeah, no, I, I get what you're saying, and. I think every like wide receiver and athlete of that caliber thinks they can still play when they're older because what's the name of the podcast? I think it's I am athlete. Yeah. And I was listening to it and Brad, Brandon Marshall and Chad Tresinko were on it. And they're both saying the same thing. They're like, like, dude, you don't think I could have 1500 yards and eight touchdowns? Like, of course I can. 
but it's like somebody's younger, somebody's better. There's politics involved. And I'm sitting here, I'm thinking, I'm like, dude, you're still a great receiver. I'm sure you can take advantage of the average show just fine. But there is no way you're suing up right now. Your hamstrings ain't holding up for yeah. 1,500 yards. Yeah, yeah no, nah, it's bullshit. Brandon Marshall, you could probably put him out there as a red zone guy, put him in like the Julio Jones role maybe right a tight, now. Maybe a tight okay. end. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but. I just yeah. I think when you're that big of an athlete, though, I think like, I don't want to say ego, but I think you have a different mindset than other people when it comes to that kind of stuff. Absolutely. But I think we're burying the lead here. Let's get back to Eagles Chiefs. Yeah, yeah, we, we got a little off. That's fine. Got a little off script there. Off the rails is fine. I got a glass of bourbon. I'm here all night. Let's go. Let's talk some fucking ball, baby. All night. I'm here all night. Dude, I never I went do to live bed. here. I never went to bed last night, man. I got to get some sleep tonight. <laughs> Bitch made. Bitch made this man is. Should we right. should we should uh slogan that trademark it, whatever the fuck they call I it. I ain't the only one that's called people <laughs> But no, I mean First and foremost, I, I just want to what stood out to you in that win? Uh, from a positive or a negative, whatever you got standpoint. Well, what was the biggest thing that stood out to you? Let's go with that. The biggest thing that stood out to me would be the continued success and adversity. Okay. Um, I, I don't have the exact stats. So that's your biggest like overall takeaway. Like, yeah, yeah, from a general description right because I, I don't know have the exact stat in front of me my buddy said something about like the last team to win this many games over time period was winning by a wider margin than the eagles are like they just they find ways to win games right like last night like let's be honest they were dreadful on offense for a majority of that game the defense allowed 17 points at half you know they were on pace for more and they just clamped up in the second half right like Versus a tough team, not every asset of the, of the you know game was working, and they manufactured a way to win points. Like sometimes they're scoring winning low games, sometimes they're scoring like a lot of points and winning. Like they find ways to win despite the the atmosphere of the game, and I, I think that's a really sign of a great team. Yeah, I'm I'm with you, man. This team just continues to find ways to win, um, and and that's the big thing, right? Like. At the end of the day, you know, style points are great, mm-hmm. but there's W's no there's no column. Yeah. There is no column on that schedule for style points. It's W's, L's, and the occasional T, which still drives me fucking nuts. There should be no such thing as a tie in a fucking football game. It's in so, any sporting it's, event. It's, it's so rare though. It's been happening a lot more in recent years. I, I might, it's I would have been happening that, yeah. a lot more in recent years. Um, so I, I got a deep cut for you before I give you, before I give you my biggest takeaway, uh, okay. deep cut for you. I can't remember the last time that we've had a, or I've seen a quarterback my entire life as a, as a fan of the NFL that can consistently throw for less than 300 yards in this modern league. And I still feel like he's in complete control. And I still feel like for whatever reason, he's having a great game like Jalen hurts for whatever reason, whether he puts up three, 400 yards a game, or he puts up 150 yards. I never have a doubt in my mind about the guy. I feel like he's in control of the entire game for every snap. That's interesting to hear but very valid at the same time. Yeah. It's just like, like you'll watch a game and you're never like, 
oh, why – you're never like, oh, this guy can't throw the fucking football. Look at him. He's only got 150 yards. Like, you walk away from that game on Monday night, you're not walking away saying, yeah, they won, but Jalen only threw for 150. Yeah, I think – You're walking away saying he marched that team down the field at the end of the game to win. For, for, for a guy that's top two or three in MVP, MVP voting – and he's not consistently throwing for, in a, and it was the ex- same thing last year too. Yeah, yeah, he's not throwing for an exorbitant amount. And of you yards. could say some of the MVP votes come in because he's a dual threat quarterback, and 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 yeah, I would agree with point. a lot of that. That's a fair point. Um, but you just feel like he's in control of every snap of the game. Yeah, I I, I can't argue with that. And again, that's interesting, but I, I like where your head's at with that. Number two, so big, big, big impression for me, like huge takeaway. I feel like the running game's back. Okay. DeAndre Swift came out. He was running hard. He was running mean. He was running angry against a pretty damn good Chiefs defense. Really good. They are like everybody talks about Patrick Mahomes, rightfully so, best quarterback in the league. Yeah, I mean, 76 yards and a touchdown, 6.3 yard average. What about the passing game? Because let me tell you something. Nothing was more big in that game than that little, I, I don't know, it's a screen pass of some sort, but where he like runs out like he's going to run a flat and then he cuts in like on the screen pass. Like they did that three or four times and all but one time that was huge plays for them every fucking time. Yeah, no, absolutely. He, he was re- he really made a solid impact on the game. Um I do want to talk about the turnovers. Okay. First and foremost, the one interception that Jalen threw could have happened to anybody. It was a solid miscommunication. Yeah, yeah. And they they happened. A.J. Brown had the guy beat so good off of the line, and you heard the broadcasters bring this up. I don't really have to do it, but I'm going to do it. He had the guy beat so bad. He had him with his pants around his fucking ankles off the line. So, yeah, he didn't run the slant pattern or the timing route that he was supposed to run. He thought he had an easy touchdown over the top. Jalen was in his rhythm and was going for his one, two, three drop. And, you know, the corner made a great play. So the, the, the turnover interception by Hertz is whatever, right? Like, I think a lot of people need to understand that, right? Like so many op- routes are option based where it's like the wide receiver and quarterback both read it. So like there's going to be miscommunications like that. That's whatever. The biggest thing for me is where like he's dropped back a couple times and it's just like, dude, what the fuck are you throwing? Like, like, right. But at the same time, they're still nine and one, right? Like I think the turnover battle is going to eventually correct right. itself. And, and you know what too? Like, I feel like, I feel like a play like that one that I was just describing. I feel like that kind of gives you a little bit of an, a deeper insight into this offense, and it might explain some of the other interceptions. Like, that one was pretty blatant. Anybody could pick that one out mm-hmm. and say, oh, no, he had him beat really bad, so he was ad-libbing. But I think that lets you know that these guys in this offense have that ability. They're allowed to ad-lib a little bit in the passing game. And so, you know, you may have an extra interception or three throughout the season because your guys are ad-libbing and maybe the telecommunication isn't 100% there. The anticipation isn't 100% there. But when you have a guy like A.J. Brown, he's catching passes from his best friend. 
in Jalen Hurts. Like, I'm going to trust that those guys are going to be on a pretty solid communication. And I think more often than not, those situations where they're ad-libbing a little bit is going to result in positive plays. Yeah, I, I don't even know if I call it ad-libbing. It's just like, you know, he like I said, he beat him so bad. Maybe, you know, he thought he was going to run deep and then he thought he was going to cut in. Like, dude, there's just – routes are so based off what the defense is doing, right? Yep. Like, so, again, I'm, I'm fine with that. And I think the one important thing to note is, like, I think maybe last year he was so good with taking care of the football. I want to say he only had six picks and two fumbles. Don't quote me on that. That's, like, a random thing stuck in my head. So, like, maybe it was, like, unfair to expect him to keep – pace with that especially if they want to throw the ball more i think the biggest thing is we're not taking the football away that that's another conversation to have and so you look at it and you look at the turnover differential as a whole and you say well well why are and i don't know exactly where it's at right now but say we're minus five Mm -hmm. on the turnover battle well why are we minus five we must be giving the ball away a lot are we giving it away a lot or are we just not taking it away? Mm. Like last year, I think we finished the year like some some crazy number, like plus nine or ten in turnover differential. CJ Gardner Johnson led the league in interceptions. And he's gone. Like that's that's huge. That defense last year took the took the ball away. And you're getting some of that this year, but it's not a take the ball away kind of defense. They're playing a great brand of defense, don't get me wrong, but they're not taking the ball away. So when you look at that turnover differential as a whole, I don't think you're getting the whole story. I, I think that's fair, and I, I get the point you're making about the defense turning the ball over, but I want to bring it back to Hurts real quick. You know, Because obviously it's a quarterback-driven league. He's you know the highest-paid guy on the roster. And the cetera, fumbles have been an issue. I, I agree, I agree. But do you think the talk about him with the picks is or I don't want to say just picks turnovers is overhyped because I, I look at a guy like Josh Allen, who's also having a fantastic year and his turnovers are way worse than hers. I mean, he leads the league in terms. I think he's up to like 22 or 23. I saw the other night. So do you think this is a case of where we had a thought in our head, like, like eight turnovers for an entire year is just crazy. Right? So do you think this is overhyped, underhyped or properly hyped? So, I think what you mentioned before comes to mind that because he took such good care of the football last year, mm. we expect something different. Right. Josh Allen turning the football over is nothing new. It's nothing new, but it's like escalated this year. Yeah. Yeah. And they're not winning games, so it's under the microscope more. Exactly, exactly. To be honest with you, I think Hertz's turnover problems this year are flying a little bit under the radar because we're 9-1. and one. So you think they're more of an issue than people are talking about? I think so. Because from my perspective, he played great in the Super Bowl. And, you know, everybody wants to talk about the holding call at the end. But that fumble, if that doesn't happen, that's the difference maker. Yeah, well, you can argue that you can argue that if the false start, the play before the fumble from Isaac Sayamalu didn't happen, that the fumble doesn't happen. That That's a good counterpoint. That's a good counterpoint. My thing is just I'm saying like the fact that that happens in a big game. He's turned the ball over more this year. And you've talked about how calm he is and how he always looks under control. Is that something that worries you for a big game in the postseason? It doesn't. Because some people have said the Niners keep getting fucking edge rushers. Some people said they're preparing for the fucking Eagles. They're single-handedly building that defensive line just to combat the Eagles. Good luck. 
Good luck. Okay. You think I'm fucking scared? You think I'm scared of I'm, that I, dog? You think I'm scared of that defense? The best part of that defense left and went to fucking Texas, buddy. I'm not asking if you're scared. Nico Ryans is the head coach of the Houston Texans. Fantastic job, The bro, best bro. part of that defense is in the fucking Houston organization now. I ain't scared of San Francisco one iota. I'm, I'm not asking if you're scared. I'm just saying if the turnovers... Were you in big game situations? But back to D'Amico Ryan's quick shout out to him. He's doing a fantastic job. He should be head coach of the year so far. And if I'm being honest, if I got an MVP vote, it's going to CJ Stroud. Yeah, it ain't going to a rookie, though. You know, I, I know it's not going to He's him. He's going to win offensive rookie of the year. He ain't winning percent. I, I know it's not going to him. I'm just saying if I had a vote, it'd be him. Tank Dell, by the way. Shout out Tank Dell. Alabama guy. I said, I said this. I said this last week. If you were like, man, you picked him up on waivers on your fantasy team, you fucking love Tank Dell. So, yes, sir. Um, I, I want to go back to something you said earlier. You, you talked about DeAndre Swift in the running game, um, and how that was a big takeaway. How you know it felt like it was back. Something that I noticed on the flip end was the defensive run game. Um. Patrick Mahomes, I, I want to say threw for under 100 yards. I don't know if he finished the game with that. I, 177. 177. All right, I was off. But e either way, super low game for him. But they were gashing him on the run game. Gashing him on the yeah, run game. I mean, Isaiah Pacheco, 19 carries for 89 yards. Um, really? It felt, Edwards it felt, Alaire had two for 20. It felt worse than that, if I'm being honest with you. I think it's because it was big runs and big spots. Mm. Like you kind of go back to that Washington game last year, the Monday night football game uh, against Washington at they, home last yeah, year. Couldn't get off the field on a key down. Yeah, it wasn't that Washington ran the ball down your throat. It was that Washington ran the ball well in key situations on big third downs. And I think you saw that in this game also. Yeah. I but So not only did the run game as a whole worry me, um, obviously it wasn't as bad as I thought, I guess. But something I noticed specifically was they were running the ball at Hassan Reddick, making it a key to, you know, they were doing a lot of traps, uh, halfback outside zone type stuff. They were getting the ball on the edge and really attacking the edge rushers. Specifically, I thought Hassan Reddick a couple times, kind of evading the middle of the field. I think that's something to watch for. Um, I don't know if NFL teams are going to put it on film or if it's I, I think that's less them of a knowing thing. that he's in a contract year and he's looking to get after the quarterback and get some sacks. Okay. And to be fair, Hassan Reddick, as great as he is as a pass rusher, is a slightly above average run stopper. At best. At best. His yes. his his calling card is getting to the quarterback. Like, yeah, I don't think it's it. anything new. Yeah, I, it's not anything new. I think we all knew I that think was it just like stood out because like I said, they're they were running the ball well in key situations. Yeah, they were. And, and there was one play specifically, I mean, earlier on in the game where he just went way inside on the gap and, you know, terrible gap discipline. And it was like a big run to the outside. They bounced out. I, again, I don't think it's a huge thing. It's just something I noticed, if you will. No, I hear you. Um, Travis Kelsey. What about him? Very quiet night. Very, Very quiet, quiet night. evening. Now, a lot of that was by design. There was a lot of plays where you saw double and triple coverage. Say, on. was Taylor Swift in attendance? I don't know. I didn't see her on a broadcast, but uh, I wasn't looking for her either. Okay. Okay. 
I just you hear so much about her. I wanted to be that guy. Somebody had to bring her up. I told you, I'm fucking tired of seeing her on the, on my TV. I'm I am so fucking sick of it. Hey, I don't want to be. This I just want to watch the fucking game. I I just want to watch the game too. I'm almost just as just as sick of seeing uh, was it Donna Kelsey? Is that her name? Oh, but she's such a sweet lady. She's a sweet lady. I I mean shit. I mean. Hey, I'm in the market for a mom. Like, you know, let me let me get another mom over here. She seems like a great lady, but I, I just I, I, I want to watch the football game. Like, I'm almost as sick of seeing her as I am as the other one. Yeah, but I don't feel like it's forced, right? Like, they're not really they're not talking about Donna Kelsey on the on the broadcast. Like, it's not like like I don't know. Like, hey, and where's the pops? Why don't he get no airtime? What's up with that? He ain't got the split jacket. He ain't got the personality. Oh, me. that's what it is. Okay. Ed Kelsey's a fucking dog, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. I'd have a drink with Ed Kelsey any day. You'd have a drink with just about anybody, though. Yeah, you know, you know. Yeah. So it's it's funny you mention that. So if you guys don't know Shane Gillis, check out his, his most recent special, Beautiful Dogs on Netflix. Uh, good plug for him there. But on, on that special, he, he does a bit. He talks about his dad. He's like, he's like, yeah, he's like, my dad fucking can't just get hammered for no reason. Like, he's always got to give you a reason why he's getting hammered. It's hmm. like, it's like, Dad, you're getting fucked up. It's Monday. He's like, Yeah, Monday night football. <laughs> can't have a couple drinks. Guy, guy can't have a good time. Tuesday rolls around. Dad, you're drinking again. It's like, There's no football. And what else am I supposed to? Do? There's no football. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but. Yeah, no, I, I think I think we're on the same page here. Overall, it was a huge win, and and I think that people really need to just start saying, paying some paying some respects to the, to the Eagles because again, best record in the league um, by far. And you look at the rosters of the other teams with similar records, right? Like the Lions have the same number of wins. Obviously, one more game played. Um, like I'm not scared of the Lions. I'm not. They're a young, up and coming team. And fucking great for them, but they don't know what they don't know. Yeah, I'm. I'm not scared of the Lions. They ain't been to the playoffs in how long? They ain't won a playoff game in how long? No, I, I agree. I ain't with scared that. of the Lions. I, I think the Lions. And I already are up told there. you I'm not scared of the 49ers. No, I'm not scared of the Niners. Um, if I'm being honest, it sounds crazy to say we own the NFC. The Jaguars might be a top five team in football. It's crazy to say, but I'm not worried about them in the postseason either. Like. It sure seems like it's the Eagles Eagles league right now. So I, I I got another I got another side topic for you. You got another side topic. All right, what you got? The N, this is exactly what the NFL wants. They want us sitting here going, well, you got these two teams, but who else below? Them? I got, I got to go to the fucking bathroom. The parity in the league today is exactly what the NFL wanted. It's exactly what they want. So I, I think it's a win for football. And 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 again, going going back to the Taylor Swift thing, like as much as I hate seeing her on the broadcast, I understand that's another huge win for football. They're drawing in a new audience that they wouldn't otherwise if Travis Kelsey wasn't fucking Taylor Swift. So hats off to the NFL. They're getting what they want. Um, but back to the Eagles, back to this win here. Um, 21-17. Again, I, I said it earlier. We had a couple of breaks run our way. But that's what you need to beat these top-tier teams. The fact that your defense held Andy Reid and 
and Patrick Mahomes to 17 points. It's huge. You know, Sean Desai is another guy that deserves his flowers. Like, and, and I'm here to give them to him, right? So Sean Desai, to this point, has shown he may be the best defensive coordinator that the Eagles have had since Jim Johnson. I mean, obviously, you know, Jim Schwartz ran a good defense. Uh, Jonathan Gannon last year, say what you will, but it did end up being a top five defense across the league. But Sean Desai, to me, I feel like has probably been this season the best D coordinator we've had since Jim Johnson. Ooh. He's finding a way. He's finding a way to identify with the city, with the heartbeat of the city. He's mixing in the blitzes a little bit more often. He's more aggressive than we ever saw Jonathan Gannon be. And you can't argue with the results. Like I started this whole thing off by pointing out that you just held the Kansas City Chiefs, Andy Reid, and Patrick Mahomes to 17 points. And you did the same thing in the Super Bowl. Like you held them pretty damn good in the Super Bowl. Uh, not nowhere. Like the box score looks worse because of that fucking punt return. I agree with that. I agree with it that. It looks much worse because of that fucking punt return. I agree with that. But the, comparing their defensive performance in the how many, Super Bowl, how many yards to now did Patrick Mahomes throw for in the Super Bowl? I I don't have the number in front of me. You held him under two hundred yards. Was it? You held Patrick Mahomes under two hundred yards in the Super Bowl. Are we sure about that? Yes. All right. I, I'm not gonna question you. I, but my 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 point is. What did you start off with? Sorry, buddy. As I, I had one beer and my bladder so small, I couldn't hold it. Yeah, I got you. My point is, Sean Desai is one of the better defensive coordinators that we've had in recent history, and I think it's not standing out because we're at a point now where we kind of expect this from this Eagles team. This is a new era of Eagles football that I don't think we've experienced. I'm 25 years old. Kyle's 24. We were around for the early 2000s era, but I really only remember the, the latter half of it, mm -hmm. right? The, the 04 to like 07. You know, I remember that part of that era. But this era of Eagles football, in my opinion, is, is unrivaled so far. I feel like I'm all over the map here. The bourbon's doing its job. <laughs> I feel like that's a younger person's perspective. Oh, definitely. Because if I went, if I went and asked my dad, he'd be like, "Have you ever heard of fucking Buddy Ryan, pal?" Yeah. I, I, I think word for word, that's probably exactly <laughs> what my old man would say to me. <laughs> I, I think, I think among our age group, yeah, this is definitely the best era of Eagles football, right? Like, I think that's fair to say. But if you're talking to older people, there's going to be a much different. Um, conception and touching on the DC. I think he's doing a great job. The numbers aren't going to compare quite to last year's just because of a, the schedule was easier. I think B, he had more talent and we were playing with a lot bigger leads. And I think yeah. that was a reason why we almost broke the NFL sack record. Yeah, exactly. The, the talent, you know, the pass is coming. The talent isn't as good. I think he's doing a great job. I don't think the stats reflect it. Definitely better than the OC. I'm a little disappointed in him for being honest for, Having a quote unquote relationship with Jalen and everything. He's got, I, I I'm down with Brian Johnson outside of the couple of 
stupid fucking play call. The bubble screen, the quarterback draw on third and back short. double screens last night. Third down. You have one of the most talented offenses in the NFL. Mm. You have two of the best wide receivers in the league. I would argue you have two top ten receivers. Why are we drawing screens? Throw the ball past the line of game. Throw it past the line of game. A.J. Brown's one of the best possession receivers in the fucking league. He manhandles people to get to the football, to catch it. Why are we playing why are we playing bubble screens on third down? Why are we running quarterback draws on third down? You have the tools. Use them. Straight up, use them. Real quick, I I don't think we touched on it, but did the Eagles win this game or did the Chiefs lose it? Because let's be honest, the Chiefs shot themselves in the foot a little bit. I mean, MV, they did. MVS had a big drop. Travis Kelsey Earlier in the fourth, had a big drop, right? Like there was plays to be had. The pick by Kevin Byard was a was a bad read by Mahomes. That's correct. Vastly um, underthrown football. Real quick, I don't think we did dog of the week. We'll get there. Oh, we'll get there. All right. I didn't know if you wanted to plug how smart you are. Real quick. We'll get there. We'll okay. Get there. All right. Don't worry. Trust me. Nobody knows how to talk about my ego like <laughs> I do. Okay. Nobody knows what I like like I like. Okay. Like I know. Word up. Word up. Um. Rip. Um. So I think it's a little bit of both, right? So the Eagles made great second half adjustments and they came out and they were able to find ways to score that they couldn't do in the first half. Yep. Um, but they definitely don't win that game without the Chiefs helping a little bit. So I think it's a little bit of both. Yeah, very political answer, but I like it. No, but I mean, because you're not in a position to win the game if you don't make the offensive adjustments and come out and, and, and score the points. Um, but I think the Chiefs gave it away, you know, obviously with the penalties and the big drops and and, and the turnovers, and, and, I, and I get all of that. But you're not in a position to win the game. They're not in a position where they have to press to try and score points if you don't make those adjustments at halftime. So it's a little bit of both, and, and like I said, to start this whole fucking thing off, you need to get some of these breaks to go your way when you're playing against top-tier teams. Yeah. It's crazy to think that you play a full game and each team runs, I don't know, let's say on average 70 to 75 offensive plays, and the game comes down to probably five plays total. Like, that's crazy to think. That's how it is versus these Oh, yeah, by the time everything's said and done, it's it's five five key plays, five to ten key plays. Yeah, and I, I think in those five plays, I think the Eagles capitalized more than the Chiefs, and I think that was where the Chiefs didn't capitalize, and I think that was the deciding factor in the game. I agree. Uh, so real quick, let's move it over to Dog of the Week. Um, I know we talked about it last week. I may or may not have had Kevin Byard. Sure looks like a great fucking pick. And what did I tell you? I said coming out of the bye, he's got another week in this defense going to have a chance to really acclimate himself with the way that we play football here in Philadelphia. And so, he made the play that came to him. I, I had Devontae. I think he had a really good game. I think if he doesn't fall down at the one or come up a little short, he has a touchdown. It looks, you know, Then he has 100 yards to 99, and he has the touchdown. Yep. I, I think he had a great game. I think Swift also had a great game. So 
I, I think I was on the right track, but not right. Oh, you definitely were. I, I would I would give Bayard. If Bayard didn't get the pick, it's a no. It's a no brainer. Yeah, I, I would give Bayard dog of the week too. But I also want to ask you, how much is that pick a factor in it? Because I think outside of that, I think he played. Well, a great I just game. said it. If he doesn't get that pick, he's he doesn't win dog of the week. He had a great week. Okay. But if he doesn't get the pick, he's not dog of the week. Okay, because I, I would agree. He played a great game. I think it was his best game as an Eagle. But it's like once you see that pick in the box score, it just elevates like your thought process more. But then at the same time, you're like, it was a gimme pick too. Yeah. So. But at the end of the day, made the play that came to him, and that's all you can ask. Yeah. All right. Um, you got anything else for the people before we go? Drink some bourbon. Nah, I'm all good, brother. All right. Guys, we cannot thank everybody for rocking with us live here tonight. Facebook Live, Twitter Live. Everybody that's going to check this out over on the audio side while you're eating Thanksgiving dinner tomorrow, you know you want us at the table. Real quick, real quick for the people. Best side dish. Oh, didn't we do this last year? We did, but I, and I you guys, like, you guys slaughtered me. You and Jake slaughtered me for I, saying green bean casserole. You I gotta fucking, fucking love ask green it. Bean casserole. You gotta fucking ask it, man. For me, it's it's. That's stuffing and green bean casserole are like one A and one B. That's like Devontae and AJ. It's one A and one B. One A, one B. Yeah, for me, stuffing, stuffing and green bean casserole. No, no sorry, I, I, I was back to football. One A, one B. AJ and Devontae, absolutely. Look, I, I think I kind of touched on it earlier. I think Devontae's a really good receiver, but it's one AJ Brown to Devontae. It's not one A one B to me, and that's no disrespect to Devontae. I think that's how high I, I call, think of AJ I, Brown. No, I got you. But the reason I give Devontae that one that one B status is because he's a one A on twenty nine out of thirty two teams. He's a one A. He's a one A on a lot of teams. Well, hold up. One A would mean you think he's a top five receiver in football if he's better than twenty nine out of thirty two. He's got the potential to be. Dude, I if you I, put him in an offense where he's the focal point, think about it. Look, he he's a great receiver. I can't get on board with calling him top five. I can't. You're you're not project see, I'm projecting. I'm projecting. I'm projecting, you're projecting a hell I'm of a projecting lot. Projecting him in an offense where he's the focal point. Dude, you put him in Kansas City with Patrick Mahomes. And now all of a sudden he has a viable receiver outside of Travis Kelsey. Tell me he's not going to top five receiver in football. I, I get that. I'm not arguing with that, but I'm just I'm just thinking like a couple top guys off the list. Like I'm thinking AJ, um, Chase, Tyreek Hill, Chase, Justin Jefferson. Um, I know I missed one. Stefan Diggs. I know he's been injured, but Cooper Cup. Like I'm thinking these other guys, and like I. I He's a great receiver. I can't. All right, maybe I'm overshooting it a little bit. I can't say top five. All right, so all right, so say he's a one A on instead of instead of twenty nine out of thirty, he's a one A on twenty out of thirty two teams. How's that? That puts him in like top twelve. Top okay, 12. put put it like this: if you were listing wide receivers from best to worst, what number do you or how many do you list before you think you get to Devontae? You gotta put me on the spot here. If I'm being honest, I think he's probably like a top 30 wide receiver in the league. 30? Which, again, I don't think that's disrespectful because there's 30. Was there 31 or 32? Teams. I had him as the top number two receiver in the league. So 
Yeah, but that's crazy. And there's a bunch of teams that have number ones that have no business being number ones. No, no, but so I'm saying I'm saying there's 29 receivers better than him. I think, roughly. I doubt it. So I think I still think that makes him a number one receiver. You know, because there's 31 or 32 teams or 30 teams. Fuck yeah, that makes him a number one receiver on the bottom two teams. Yeah, I I think you're way off on this. Way well, off? I'll okay. tell you what. Well, next time we do a show, we'll we'll come in here. We'll come in here with our with our list of top wide receivers. And we'll see how long we get until we get to Devontae. All right, that that'd be fun to do. I like that. All let's, right, let's do that. All right. Um, speaking of future shows, I know I was on the process of the outro, uh, but I, like Kyle said, I got a little vacation coming up. Um, Kyle might come to you with a show solo, see oh. if he's willing to do it. Um, I, I or if I, I can get it. somebody to sit in with him, we'll figure it out. Uh, but stay tuned. You may or may not get a show coming up here. Um, I will be in the woods. So, uh, but no, seriously, guys, can't thank everybody enough for rocking us live here. Facebook, Twitter, um, Facebook and Twitter live. Everybody's going to check this out over on the audio side. Don't forget to be a friend, tell a friend where they get the best Eagles talk in all of Philadelphia and beyond that, of course, is right here. Sundays for the birds. Happy Thanksgiving from all of ours to all of yours. Go birds. B-A-T-S.